Hello and welcome to our podcast of Lincoln Geek. I am your host, the podcaster general, the Dan Face, the Lord of Sus. I have many names. And uh, welcome to our little show about board games. Uh, today we've uh, picked a topic here, because this one I, I tried to talk about a, a few uh, episodes ago and I didn't know anything about it, so I've called in the experts. <laughs> I'm joined by uh, my uh, regular co-presenter and friend, George. Say hello, George. Oh, I'm glad I'm a friend. I'm also a rules lawyer. Friend. <laughs> friend. <laughs> friend. And another friend and first time podcaster, a uh, member of the team. Uh, she's a dino. She's a girl. Well, no, you're not actually a dino. You're just dino girl. Unless you have been bit by a radioactive dinosaur by any chance, have you? Dino? That that would be epically cool, I have to say. Uh, but yes, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> if you could turn into a dinosaur, what kind of dinosaur would it be? Dino girl. Oh, Sinosaurupteryx. That's my oh. favorite dinosaur. Oh, wow. And not one from Jurassic Park that I recognise. And and not one that most people would recognise, no. Um, we, we need to be very careful about getting onto the topic of dinosaurs, and I do believe that at some point uh, later you're going to snag me for a call on dinosaurs. So I'm going to save all the dinosaur trivia for for that for that podcast yeah <laughs> well uh, yes you're quite right we haven't gathered here just to talk about dinosaurs uh i've gathered you guys here today so we can talk a little bit about kickstarters uh what is your fave kickstarter what you got in your eye line what you, what are you most looking forward to stuff like that uh me and george did uh, record an episode about this not too long ago but i was pretty useless because i've never car- kickstarted anything i'm a filthy casual <laughs> yeah, so so we've talked about pros and cons that. in general, but uh, yeah. yes, we have. I know Not specifics. You know, I mean, except, I, you know the regular times that I bleat on about the various things. I mean, Steph, I, mean, I know you're probably in shock from that revelation there. Um, yeah, no, I, mean, I, I, I just assume that because you're such a gaming nerd that you yeah, would have true. like dived headfirst into the Kickstarter community to take full <laughs> advantage of some of possibly the best games that will ever sit on your shelf. I mean, if, if, if I got into a board game as much as I am now about 10 years ago, then yes, definitely probably would be. I think it's more the... Um, um, just the situation at the moment, I because uh, we don't get to see each other as much in real life. I'm I'm a bit more hesitant about buying these big box games and the gamble of Kickstarter. Um, so I don't I don't really live with a partner who regularly plays games as well, so it's it's harder to get these games on the table. You see, uh, but I imagine I'll let you in a few years, it. who knows? My situation. That's might not a problem for us too. <laughs> no. True. Well, no. <laughs> uh, this podcast is your chance to convince me to kickstart something, guys. Yeah. Uh, so, who would like to go first? Well, to be fair, I don't think it's a pro- it's a problem we're trying to convince you to do it. It's making sure that we don't all kickstart the same thing. Yeah, that's a good alternate we, use of this podcast. We have done that. I mean, there have been games that we've come across where, collectively, as a Diary of a Lincoln Geek team, we've all gone. Ooh, must have that game snapshot being the big one where i think practically everybody in the team um apart from dan who's a filthy commoner um, actually kick-started um but yeah i mean uh george and myself i mean we've got very similar tastes in in games as well so uh my father's works um is another one that both me and george have um have, have kick-started um simultaneously but we do try wherever possible to let the others know what we're kickstarting, um, so that as and a, as feeding group, each other's Kickstarter habits. Yes, course. I was going to say of, <laughs> of of the very lengthy list of things that I've kickstarted. Um, George's wife, our word nerd Suey, um, has provided me with the links to many of them to bring them to my attention. It, it's Suey's a team effort. You, you guys are just covering <laughs> more ground. You can like, yeah, I'll exactly. get these ones. You guys get these ones. You know, it, 
it 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 does kind of work like that. I mean, um, when your gaming um, team um, is is all, also into Kickstarters, you know, you're not the only person feeding into you know new games or, or indie games or sort of some of the small t- small time games that you can't get um, in big stores and things like that. If you've got a group of people that are all like minded and stuff, it really does sort of spread the cost and pain. Everybody still gets the great advantage of it because you're playing with a regular gaming team. Um, which is one of the things I do like about, um, you know, the, the Diary of a Lincoln Geek team and the Kickstarter um, program that we all sort of sign up to and, and watch out for and Excellent. notify. Go team. <laughs> okay, well, uh, is there any particular kick, Kickstarter thingy with jiggies in particular that you would like to talk about? I've got quite a list. Well, well while Steph decides which, how far down the list to go which before she finds her first non-dinosaur-related game... <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll f- fire up my uh, classic, uh, you know, dusting up, dusting it off the shelf as, as for the obsession stakes of Senjutsu that uh, we obviously know the guys at Pe- Stone Sword Games uh, quite a lot, uh, and uh, I have completely fallen in love with that game and have done loads and loads of. Uh, support with them and back to the Kickstarter to the full extent and I am desperately waiting for it. Uh, unfortunately they've had some small problems with some of their partners. Uh, the, it's the only some, One of the small downsides of Kickstarters with small companies when they start having to deal with big companies and the big companies say no and you don't really have the weight to tell them to do otherwise. So at the moment we're waiting for some of the bigger companies to get their act together so that we can get this game to me and I'm excited. You're waiting eagerly by the door. Yeah, so I think any regulars to this podcast probably know what I mean when I talk about Sunjutsu, but for everyone else, uh, Sunjutsu is a two-plus player. There is also a solo mode, but it's not designed as a solo mode. It's designed as a two-player deck-building, card-dueling, amazing samurai death game. (laughs) (laughs) Wag! Is that that the blurb on the box? Amazing samurai death game. I think it should be. <laughs> Take note, guys. Do you, do you get commission, George? Because I I think like every time I speak to you, you're you're plugging their merchandise. <laughs> uh, not quite yet. I mean, we'll see. You know, yeah. watch this space. You know. Are you currently wearing a Sinjutsu t-shirt? And uh, no, it's not been delivered yet. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, well, I've had a lot about the game. It does look cool. I, I've briefly tried a game of it. Um, we didn't actually complete the whole game, though, George. We'll have to remedy that. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> well, let's go over to Steph, our special guest speaker. So, uh, is there any? Have you managed to pick from your vast list of Kickstarter games one you'd like um, to highlight for our adoring public? Well, I've 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 got a couple. So, um, okay. I mean, looking at I'm looking at my Kickstarter profile now, and I've backed forty five different projects. The vast majority of those being um, board games, card games, RPGs. And a a couple of them really do sort of stand out. Um, So one of my absolute favorites um, is uh, Partners by Tin Star Games. Um, So we did actually do a review of this, I think it was last year, maybe even the year before. Um, It's been on my my shelf for a while. It's a fantastic two-player RPG, good cop, bad cop, detective story that you build yourself. Um, So a two-player RPG is fantastic, especially because obviously quite a lot of us, um, you know, since COVID, we don't go out as much and it's just us and our partners. Um, For those of us that are double income, no no kids yet, um, at least um and, and things like that but it, it's 
it's a pocket-sized um, RPG book. It's fantastic. All you need is a pen, paper, and a pack of cards to, to play it, or, or even a um, just a, a random generator uh, on your phone. Um, and yeah, no, I just I just love how portable it is. I love um, how you can also use it as a solo uh, person to actually build stories. And if so, if you're um, into fan fiction writing, or if you're into writing um, stories like myself as well. It, it's a really good um, for, for building stories as well. Um, so, so that's so that's one of my sort of firm favourites. Um, in terms good. of like what's arriving or what's just arrived, um, I've actually just literally yesterday um, had Jurassic World Legacy of Isla Nublar game Ooh. arrive on my doorstep. Um, so as you as you can guess by the title, it's a legacy game based on Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, and the Isla Nublar Island. Um, I haven't opened it yet because it's a legacy game, and obviously with a legacy game, the idea is that you play it once and you can discard or even destroy um, components um, as you play. But which I, I think just does ask the question: Where do you sit on destroying components for legacy games? I, I think there was a very um, heated discussion at some yeah. point around this. Yes, we're quite so, divisive. Some of the team members' opinions on this subject. So I'll be very interested to hear your stuff. Ah, so so the vast majority of legacy games that I have played, um, where you discard or destroy items, um, I have been able to have a workaround where I haven't destroyed the item, and okay. therefore I've like. So this is things like photocopying pages and things like that um so that i can draw all over the photocopy rather than um actually destroying the game piece okay. um, and that's allowed me to then rebox the game and then gift it to somebody as a you know oh have you tried this type of game before i can see that's um, i can see that works i mean i know we're going a little bit off topic here but how do you do with like if you need to put like stickers on the board or something or oh again like if you if you are like me, what I've done in the past, um, oh, I can't remember the, which which one it was now, but it, it was one where you had to sort of match everything up and put and put stickers on. Mm-hmm. And I just photocopied the sticker page and, and the board I was supposed to be sticking them onto. Oh, okay. Um, and then just cut them out and literally yeah, just like... Yeah, photocopy version just, of the board Just as photocopy well. versions of them, yeah. So I've been able to do that. Um, well, yeah, that's interesting. And, and I, I could see the, the point of uh, yeah. you can then re-gift the game experience to someone else, which is yeah. very nice. I mean, I am a uh, team destroy the components. <laughs> I, will I, I, I get the impression that there are i mean i know that there are some games out there where you have to cut cards in half or you have to cut mm-hmm. components open in order to get something that's inside them so you actually do have to be quite destructive with them yeah i'm i really don't mind because to me when i buy a legacy game i'm buying it for an experience yeah but exactly generally yeah. a legacy game costs you, these days less than it costs for me to go to the cinema with a bunch of friends yeah, yeah. you know it's like it's like for four adult seats and a, and a couple of buckets of popcorn or a legacy game that i can get you know four to ten evenings of great fun with my At friends least, yeah plus yeah i'm saying a lot of them nowadays you can um you can easily get a dozen or more playthroughs i mean i, mean, I know the this yeah. isn't really the topic, but uh, I played Pandemic Legacy, which is one of my favorite games ever, uh, and uh, we got about sixteen games out of that. Yeah, it did. They yeah. set one per month. Oh, nice wall art. Yeah, and I framed afterwards. But I, I'm totally on board with uh, destroying the components because it makes the game the stakes feel real. Yeah, like, if like the character... you have to get it right. You have to. There is no going back. And if the cat, you basically you risk the characters. So if you 
do a risk and it doesn't pay off, rip up the character card. It's just so brutal. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the Jurassic World Legacy game that's literally just arrived, um, mm-hmm. they've actually built into it that you do get a base game at the end of it as well. Oh, it's yeah. a lot sort of shorter and, and, and less complex. But I do like that some companies are recognizing that people don't want to destroy components or want to have a, a, a usable game um, afterwards. So, so yeah, so... You know, so that's one that's that's literally just arrived. I mean, I just just to go just to keep on that the brief. So is that the over the stories of the films then? Is it or is it a, a, a I don't original know campaign? yet because I've not opened up the different scenarios. Ah, so okay, maybe we I'd should be interested have a to see if it goes through all the films or something, or if it's just a part yes. that you develop. And I you can't have, like, wait. I'm really excited. Yeah. Very interesting. Just a little bit, yeah. Just a <laughs> little bit. Just a little bit. Um, another one that's that's recently landed is um a game called flamecraft which mm-hmm. is quite possibly one of the cutest games um that i've ever uh, picked up outside of um snapshot um and, and flamecraft is a little town where all of the artisan shops are run by dragons mm-hmm. so nice. the iron foundry um the herbalists uh, the baker all run by these cute adorable little dragon pieces um, and this is one of the things I really love about Kickstarter is it's not just the base game. Sometimes Kickstarter, you get exclusives. Mm-hmm. And this is where buying on Kickstarter can sometimes give you something that much more beautiful or that much more intense than than what you would buy if you were buying it from a, a regular retailer. Um, so the Flame Flamecraft, for instance, the standard pack, the meeples um, are little wooden uh, dragons, very basic Um sort of silhouettes um but in the kickstarter exclusive um and that you know there was a deluxe edition that you could you could back um and they're little proper 3d printed models um which are just absolutely adorable really vibrant colors very rainbow um so we took it around to chris and cat and uh, and, and cat was obviously like oh they're so adorable i love it so much um, you know, and you can upgrade your tokens, um, you can have add-ons, and then you've got things like stretch goals as well. So when when a game does really well, um, sometimes the, the, those that are doing the Kickstarter will add incentives to sort of boost the numbers. Sometimes the, the, the stretch goals are just there for the sake of having stretch goals, and, and sometimes they're a bit um, pointless. But other times, they really add to the game. You know, the, the, the idea that they've you can sometimes see with some games that um you know uh, flamecraft is is one of them um that the original creators wanted to do something bigger and better but because they were going through a crowdfunding platform and everything's so uncertain you can see that they've had to strip back the game and make it a lot simpler in order to try and push this game through but when they suddenly get this big intense interest they're like oh my gosh we can we can actually like build the game we wanted we can to do all the okay. things we can do all the things george all the things um you know and i'm a, I'm a huge fan of, of stretch goals that add to the game experience you know um rather than just um you know oh, oh i i want to um put a little sticker book in there or i want to do like a little art thing or you know um but something that actually adds to the the gaming experience and that's something that i do like about um kickstarters is if you get a really great idea that really kicks off um you know you can fund the the best version of your dream so those are those are a couple of things that i've that i've backed on kickstarter 
Um, and I'm very quickly going to just sort of slide Rapture Island in there as well um, because it's I was the given the demo kind of version. Or fire-breathing <laughs> lizards or... Well, anything large and reptilian-like, although that's not necessarily true because although I'm, um, my moniker is Dino Girl, actually um, I'm more a fan of stem mammals which predate um, dinosaurs from the Permian period. Um, so this is things like Dimetrodon, the big sailback. But yeah, any, anything with um, long dead creatures in it. <laughs> I am your girl. <laughs> or dragons. Or dragons. All right, well, uh, we'll bounce back to uh, George. Is there anything you would like to uh, finish with, George? Any? Yeah, so we've had... Uh, whilst I'm not quite as prolific as Steph on the, ki- the Kickstarter front, I, I tend to be a bit more curated about what I get, mostly because of the lack of house to put them all in. <laughs> you need a bigger house to put all your Kickstarters in. <laughs> yeah, I need, need a Kickstarter project for my house, as in I need to run one. <laughs> so uh, how, many, yeah. how many have you backed? Uh, I'd have to pull, tell me. I'd have to pull it up. Oh, give me okay. one second. Whilst I'm pulling that up, I will just mention one. Uh, it's from the same people who did Darwin's Choice, which is a game that Better Girl backed on Kickstarter and I absolutely loved. And so when I had the opportunity to back one of their other projects and get a copy for myself, I did. Uh, so that one is Patch Kuna, uh, which is a absolutely lovely, adorable, two-player specific uh, llama game where you play uh, llama wool traders in the mountains of Bolivia, and okay. uh, it's a you have to rotate hexagonal uh, tiles, and there's like the one of you plays the black llamas who go up the mountain paths, and one of you play the white llamas who use the valleys, and there's a whole various layouts that you can use and it you've basically got to get round to all of the different villages and trade one of each of the different kinds of wool and it is really really pretty and simple and i for its absolute simplicity i can't think of a simpler game that i would like to play more (laughs) i i just i can always find time for it high praise yes so how many have i done Uh, this is where i need to go through I should probably add, whilst, whilst he's looking up how, how many that, although I've backed 45, um, uh, my husband is actually Samwise uh, from the team, and he is just as bad um, yes, yes, on yes. Kickstarter as I am. So between the two of us, I think we're probably looking something like 70, 75. I'm say it's half a chance you're over 100 between. Nearly triple figures yeah. between the two of you. Uh, so I've got one, two, three, uh, I mean, four, five. While he's counting that, I mean, I, I definitely see the advantages of Kickstarter. There are some really cool projects out there. And like you said, Steph, the incentives are really fun as well. As, um, especially if you've got kind of like collector syndrome, if there's something that's really cool, yes. you really want it. Yes. I mean, there's one game that I probably would have Kickstarted, but I missed it. <laughs> there was like a solo game. And it's now become really hard to keep uh, get hold of. Um, it's called Final Girl. It's basically, oh. it's, a, it's a, based on like the... Uh, the trope from like horror movies. I know George's not much of a horror movie buff. I don't know about you, Steph. Oh, I, I love my horror movies. Yeah, because you know, the, have you, are you familiar with the final girl trope? But there's basically I am, yes. the classic 80s, 90s the, horrors. There's generally very much so, yes. There's only generally the final girl and she avenges all of her friends, kind of thing. Well, there's yes. like a solo game based where you play as that girl and you get more and more powerful as it goes along. But so does the killer. And it's like a, it's just a, a solo game and it looks really cool. And they've got loads of different, um, um, kind of films you can mix and match with so you've got like the freddy uh you know the nightmare on elm street and 
you've got Jason and you've got like poltergeists and just like ghosts and stuff. You can all mix them together. It just looks really cool. Anyway, I missed the chance to kickstart that. So now I'm trying to scour the internet <laughs> to find uh, Yeah, I've had several something. games which I've missed the Kickstarter for, but I've still ended up buying afterwards. So, Well, just to finish the episode, have you managed to get that elusive number, George? I have backed 15 projects, which spans 18 games and two or three other little bits and pieces, uh, when you include all the additional backings of of optional games that you can get from the uh, suppliers afterwards. Uh, The wife has got eight, and I have bought three games that I missed the Kickstarter for that I am looking for when they do the next edition of. I've got a bit to catch up on then, George. A little bit, yeah. Just just a bit. Just a bit. Cool. Okay, well, I think we've uh, mentioned some fun, interesting games now. I'll definitely give them all to Google. <laughs> see, see what you uh, are active. I mean, you can do late pledges on some of them as well, can't you, I imagine? Sometimes, yeah. You, you can sometimes access the pledge manager or sometimes they'll reopen it up for a very short period um, and things like that. Um, occasionally, though, Kickstarters don't go through and you do see some really good games um, fall by the wayside and, and get left behind because there just wasn't enough interest or the advertising for it wasn't good enough to, to capture a wide enough audience so you know it's it it does come with its heartaches occasionally it does i can imagine if you get your hopes up and then it doesn't uh go through but i suppose that's just the risk isn't it i say that's part of my thing with my curated i tend not to back anything that's not already funded or near enough funded Oh, but that's half the fun, George. That's half of the fun is to sit there and just just take a gamble that you know there's going to be enough people as excited about this game as you are. Um, I, I find it quite good with the um, sort of the more indie games, like the little um, like one shot RPG um, style games. Um, so there's a couple of those, like um, Nowhereville and um, the Apex RPG that I did a a review on. Um, and when you start those, you're not quite sure if they're going to make it. Um, and you, you're sat there watching it as the countdowns go in, going, go on, go on. And you just feel this sense of elation when, when it does finally go through because you're going to get the game. But you also get like the best emails come out of the designers and they're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Thank you so much. This is our dream. And you made it happen. And, you know, you really feel like you're part of the community. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm currently enjoying that process with Cosmotopus at the moment. They're uh, chasing up some of their final stretch goals at the moment. So yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay, well, I'm going to put a cap in it there. Thank you very much for your uh, uh, time uh, on this topic. Very interesting hearing uh, from two passionate Kickstarter-us. Us? Kickstarter-us? Yep, is that the word? That sounds good enough. That'll do. It, it will be. It's fine. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, uh, everyone at home, or walking the dog, or doing the dishes, whatever you're doing while you listen to our little show about board games. Uh, I'm going to leave George with the plugs. Go for it, George. Yep, so as Steph very kindly mentioned earlier, we do lots of reviews and other things all geeky. Uh, so do go to our website, www.doalg.co.uk, or Diary of a Lincoln Geek, if you like typing along things. Uh, we're on all our social medias, and do make sure you come and join us on Discord to get involved in the conversation. And until next time, get your geek up. Thank you for listening, everyone, and I'd like to thank uh, Steph for uh, very some interesting uh, conversations there. Thank you very much, Steph. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. See you all soon. Have you back anytime. Okay. <laughs> Take care now. Bye-bye.